This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. I want to thank everyone listening to us live today or on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And joining me in the studio today is our lead financial advisor and planner in the Troy office, Lori Gross. Good morning, Lori. Hey, Rob. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm not going to do this alone because you know what would happen. <laughs> then I have to hang out with this other guy. Who's that? Who's that? I, that would be you, our friend. <laughs> oh, me. Our co-host. Oh, you're you're and, talking about me, the co-host. Absolutely. Along for the ride, Tony, as they like to call me. And Tony, we couldn't do this without you. And if oh, we tried, it would be ugly. I think you could, but I enjoy being here. I'm glad you have me on the show each week. Uh, I hope you don't ever try to do it without me. You might find it, uh, hey, it flows today. <laughs> There's nobody interrupting us with smart comments. It might be dry and boring. <laughs> <laughs> just might be. <laughs> Rob, it just it would just be Rob talking about taxes. Yeah. Oh, that, that'll yeah. get us shut down on the radio pretty quickly, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 So... Well, uh, you know, I've had a great week, and I do want to thank you guys for having me on. Lori, how's your week been? Are you keeping busy at post-fair? Yes. You know, post-fair, school has started, football has started. It's just, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's busy. Busy time of year. Good. How about you, Rob? Well, the same thing, not only with uh, 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 Lori's son, Grace, and his football, but then we've got uh, one of my granddaughters just started a peewee football cheerleading, so... We're expected to go to the games to watch her do her cheering, which we enjoy thoroughly doing. So yeah, the yeah. activity level has just shifted from the hog barn to all over the county. Wow. <laughs> from the hog barn to all over the county. Rob Burnett. <laughs> Sounds like a, <laughs> you should have banners made. Uh, I can see your billboard, your financial billboards with that as a tagline. People would be going, What? I mean, I, I told our local Optimist Club that I'm a member of that that's if they were looking for me that week, that's where I would be. And actually, two of the members came and found me, said, you really are where you said you were going to be. So uh, I got my picture <laughs> with my granddaughter who was showing in the uh, local Optimist newsletter. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Oh, that's nice. That's great. So what are, are we talking about finances today or are we going to talk about the uh, hog market outlook? Uh, the hog market outlook's not real nice, so let's go talk about the rest of the financial <laughs> yeah. markets today. All right. And in, in fact, you know, today this is um, our first full uh, non-holiday weekend Sunday in uh, September. And what we're going to do, we always talk about, let's look at what's going on in the markets, uh, kind of an overview, some insights into the market, some of the related topics. You know, because regularly we get a lot of the, well, what do you think about this or that? Uh, kind of things about the market and really sure. a big part of what we do every day here at uh, outlook financial center is to educate 
our clients. We, we discuss current market events. We put those events in historical perspective, you know, and, and Tony, you're always trying to get me on this. You know, what's the next hot tip? Where should I invest? Or how do you have your money invested? You got to stop that dude. <laughs> oh, I don't ask you those questions. I, you know, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but, uh, you are a wise man and finance is your life. It's your business and you've helped so many people. So I know you have good tips for us and good strategies, but uh, yeah, if somebody tells you, oh, invest in this, it's the next big thing, uh, that's a little scary, isn't it? Well, you know, Tony, he doesn't have one of those crystal balls, but he does have one of those little magical eight balls, you know, that you shake and the little <laughs> thing pops up and tells you your answer. <laughs> she's, well, I, I, she's giving up my secrets. <laughs> right. I think it would be awesome if you could tell us what the next great stock was to buy. Uh, or what we should own so we can go out and get that. But I know that's not what it's about. It's about, uh, you know, talking about all of the different market information that we have access to and uh, making it, you're going to make it understandable for us and help us understand how the markets can affect our everyday lives, right? That's right, Tony. No hot stock tips. So sorry to disappoint in that particular area because each person we work with, each couple we work with are different, they're unique, they've got their own objectives, their own uh, wants, needs, and desires. And knowing what I own may not be useful because we may be on completely different pages, and that's just fine. Lori and I are investment advisor representatives. We coordinate uh, all of our work with our sister company, Wellness Investment Advisors. And so we're fiduciaries, we keep our clients' best interests uh, at heart and upfront at all times. So let's jump in and talk about some recent events, some trends, and how we might incorporate what we're seeing and learning into our own portfolios and retirement income plans. Awesome. Well, that sounds good. I mean, between the news media, the internet, social media, and all of the other information sources nowadays, it's hard to know where to start. It can be overwhelming. And, and we're hearing about things like tariffs, the trade wars, inflation, and now we've got politics again with the midterm elections. And of course, there's always the new tax reform. Uh, it's like it gets overwhelming. Uh, it seems like we're on overload. So uh, where are we going to start today, Lori? Well, you know, Tony, I'd like to start with some historical perspective. After all, it is September. Summer's winding down. Kids are back in school. Um, harvest is going to be starting soon. And, and temperatures are going to be starting to cool off, we hope. Um, that's all good news. And after a good August, investors are going into September with a great deal of optimism. Uh, many analysts feel that this bull market, now the longest one in history, still has some room to roam. However, September has historically been a wild card and, and the worst month for investing. The Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P have averaged about a 1% loss in September, according to data compiled by the Wall Street Journal Markets Data Group. Well, Lori, that's cer certainly interesting to look at the history and try to learn lessons for today. September kind of sounds like a bummer. Do we just give up on September then and wait for October? Well, you know, I'd like to because, you know, September is my birth month, so I have another birthday this month. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> but I don't know about that. But anyway, um, you know, hang in there, Tony. There, there's lots of positives moving into this September. Um, corporate earnings have been strong and are forecasted to continue being strong for the next 12 months. Employment is strong and, and labor participation rate is improving. Um, our, our second quarter GDP has, has been revised up beyond 4%. 
These indicators all point to continued strength in the markets. So we have hopeful signs that this September may buck that historical trend. But for those who are considering sitting out the market on the possibility for a negative performance, the last three months of the year have all averaged positive performances, with October averaging um, a 0.53% advance, November a 0.7% advance, and December a 1.4% advance. So remember, you know, m- markets never go in only one direction. So as usual, you know, there are some, some flashing warning signs, both near and long term. Wow. So the roller coaster ride uh, the markets give us never ends, does it? I mean, it just seems like for every piece of good news, analysts are determined to give us something else to worry about. So, Rob, what are some of the issues we need to be paying attention to? Oh, Tony, there are many things the analysts worry about. I mean, let's face it. The analysts are always worried about something. I often joke that the first word an analyst is anal. They just can't be happy. I would hate to live my <laughs> I life that way. You were supposed way. to laugh there, Tony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the pu- <laughs> All right. The puns will continue until the morale improves. Right, Rob? Exactly. And if people heard this on before we went on the air, oh, have mercy. So, yeah, we were pun happy this morning. We really were. So here's my short list of things to keep an eye on. And we've talked about the first thing, trade policy and tariffs. We're going to talk a little more about that today the flattening of the yield curve. All right, what the heck does that mean? We'll talk about that. The plunging of the value of currency in Turkey and its impact on emerging markets. That's really not a joke. That's really happening and having some some impact. People kind of looked at me in Turkey, really? Yep, we'll get to that. Uh, the continuing growth of the U.S. national debt and the elephant in the room, the upcoming U.S. midterm election. So we're going to talk about some of these today, but we just can't get to all of them in a 30-minute show. Right. It would be a lot to pack in. I mean, it's a lot of things to talk about and to worry about. I mean, the topic of trade and tariffs keeps coming up. And I know we've talked about that briefly on previous shows. So, uh, Lori, what's happened in the last month on that front? Well, Tony, you know, trade policy in general remains an area of concern and uncertainty. And markets know how to handle risk, but they really dislike uncertainty. So some key events and petition and positions in August that are worthy of mention are that NAFTA has been uh, partially renegotiated with Mexico. Uh, the deadline for Canada to be included in the renegotiated deal passed, but the Trump administration granted a 90-day extension uh, to those trade talks. China and the U.S. are still trading small levels of tariff uh, retaliations. And President Trump has expressed his frustrations with the World Trade Organization over how it settles trade disputes. Yeah, Tony, whether you like the president or you don't like the president, he certainly has made his mark in the area of trade policy. His style of negotiation is something the political and the world financial establishment really has never seen. And this conversation isn't going away anytime soon. Well, I think this is great information for us, but and I've definitely got some more specific questions for you. They're going to have to wait, though, until the next segment. We have to take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take this break? I do, Tony. Uh, if you look at today's world, our ability to get market information 24-7, as you mentioned, data overload, it can become overwhelming and really make it hard to figure out what's the right thing to do for me and for my family. For our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review personalized to your situation. 
You can go on our website, outlookfc.com, click on the investment management menu and fill out the online application or appointment request. You can also look at all the other educational resources on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. We're here for you for the long haul because the goal we have is for all of our clients is to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Well, thanks, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio. Lori Gross and Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9900. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And thanks again to everyone listening to us live or on our podcast or streaming us on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And in the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And this week, we're talking about Market Outlook and Insights, September of 2018. In the first segment of the show, we were discussing historical market trends for the month of September and some recent events involving trade policy and tariffs. Well, thanks for that recap, Lori. Now, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about myself again. (laughs) Um, I'm talking about the upcoming midterm elections. Uh, Listening to all the political talk and advertising and the talking heads on television might lead you to believe Armageddon is right around the corner, regardless of who wins. So, Lori, help me cut through the noise. What's really going on here? Well, you know, after continuing to brush off high decibel trade spats between the U.S. and its global trading partners, as well as, you know, President Trump's legal woes, uh, the bull market's next challenge might come from the ballot box. Markets are going to be closely watching the upcoming midterm elections as uh, shifts in the balance of power in Washington could have meaningful implications for fiscal policy and foreign relations. However, you know, it it isn't clear that, you know, the midterm congressional election on November 6th, which could conceivably conceivably see Republicans lose control of the House and though less likely the Senate would be enough to derail that bull market. Um, we discussed in the last segment, you know, the, the rough sledding in the September for the markets. That effect is even more profound in years that feature midterm elections. Analysts uh, usually chalk it up to uncertainty since midterms typically see the incumbent incumbent president party lose seats. And Tony, that, that same historical performance shows that stocks tend to do just fine as election day nears and in the aftermath of the vote, regardless of the outcome, because that uncertainty begins to fade. If we look at it, the S&P 500 has rallied an average of 14.5% from the end of August to the end of March around midterm elections. Now that usually includes a rocky start marked by a median decline of 1.4% from the end of August through early October, followed by a rally through year end and into the next year. If you go back and look at what happened to their last presidential election, it followed much the same pattern. And moreover, the rally in the equities around midterm elections has been much stronger than the average return seen in all the other years. Now, if you want to look at a more short-term approach, which a lot of folks want to do, 
the three-month period running from the month before the election to two months after has produced a median gain of 8%, which is only slightly below the market's historical average. And that three-month period analysis over 21 election midterm election cycles, we've only had one drop, and that was 4% in 1978. Well, you know, that's all encouraging for for the for market bulls, but analysts always caution history is only a guide. Moreover, it, it isn't clear that the performance is necessarily all about politics and uncertainty. The performance may have more to do with the the coincidence of other traditional drivers such as growth and earnings. As we mentioned earlier, growth and earnings are strong and are expected to continue that way for the next several months. This situation is very fluid. Uh, fluid is probably a good term to use there, Lori, because sometimes I feel like I'm drowning in competing data and commentary, especially from the media. So, uh, Rob, what else is at stake here with the upcoming elections? Well, Tony, the president's party has historically not fared well during midterm elections. That's pretty well documented. And we saw some, these shifts and significant shifts as recently as 1994, 2006, and 2010, with all with both political parties gaining or losing in one of those elections. So it, it's very agnostic relative to the political party. And the results that uh, could affect the likelihood of certain pro-growth measures, such as the so-called Tax Reform 2.0, which could make the individual tax cuts permanent. They're currently not permanent, the business ones are, and create new incentives for retirement savings and research and development. Others argue that Democratic majorities would make more for confrontation, including government shutdowns, investigations into more Trump administration activities, the threat of impeachment, which could unsettle markets, at least temporarily. Well, this is interesting. It, it can be somewhat encouraging, but frightening all at the same time. So what does it mean? Uh, what should we look at for our own portfolios then? You know, with, with uncertainty comes volatility. We've said that before. And the key to long-term upside gains is managing the downside. When we analyze the portfolios prospects bring to us, two of the metrics that we look at are upside capture and downside capture. This is not market timing, but a look at how the underlying investments perform in various market conditions. I like to phrase it as, how durable is the portfolio to down market conditions? If the market experiences a 20% decline, we'd like to be positioned to avoid as much of that downside as possible without trying to get exactly when to get in and, and out of the market. You know, Warren Buffett says that he can't time the market either. So, you know, we're not trying to do that. Exactly. So let's look at some ways we can use uh, our strategies to invest defensively in a volatile market. Now, first and perhaps most powerful defense is a stock that has healthy earnings and a relatively good dividend payout ratio and dividend yield, especially when compared to the yield that's available on the risk-free U.S. Treasury bond. So the logic here is pretty simple. Investors are always comparing everything to this so-called risk-free rate. The risk-free rate is what the U.S. is going to pay on its bonds because people are pretty certain that the U.S. is not going to default on their obligations. You're going to get paid. And as the wealthiest nation in the world, all the government has to do is raise taxes or sell off assets to pay off its debts. So when the dividend yield of a stock is, is the same as the treasury bond, many investors would rather own the stock. Why? 
you get more cash from the dividend yield because of the favorable tax treatment. If you're getting interest on a treasury bond, you're paying full ordinary uh, income tax rates on that. And secondly, you've got the potential of getting capital gains if the stock goes up and receiving favorable tax treatment on those gains as well. So here how this all protects you if the market does do a fall. As the stock price falls, the dividend yield goes up because the cash dividend is a larger percentage of the purchase price of the stock. Let's do this by sake of an example. So you've got a $100 stock that pays a $2 dividend. That's a 2% dividend yield. Now, let's say the market really corrects and the stock goes down to $50 per share from 100. The dividend yields now 4% for basically $2 divided by $50 is 4%. So in the midst of that market crash, at some point, the dividend yields become so high that investors with excess liquidity, they've got cash sitting on the sideline waiting for a deal. They sweep into the market, buy up the shares and drive the price up. And that's why you typically see less damage to high dividend paying stocks during down markets. They provide that cushioning, that buffering effect. Right. And I think this is great information. This is a good topic to cover. I want to hear more about this, but we have to take another quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Just, Tony, a lot of this can be overwhelming. We go into a lot of statistics, a lot of detail here. We try to keep it as high level as we can and still make it understandable. So what we want to do is sit down with our clients, do a one-on-one -on -one with them. Give us a call at 937-552-9990. We want to offer all of our listeners a complimentary portfolio analysis review. We're going to personalize it to their specific situation. To learn more, you can go to our website, outlookfc.com. There's a lot of educational resources there as well, as well as what you can find on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. We want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable about how the investment markets affect them and their daily lives and their retirement scenarios, because the goal we have for all of our clients is exactly the same. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. And listeners, we're going to be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio with our host, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross, right after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to our final segment for this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Our wonderful hosts are Rob Burnett and Lori Gross, talking about market outlook and insights for September 2018, discussing historical market perspectives on the month of September, so let's continue this. What's another strategy we can use, Rob? Well, Tony, when the tax reform passed at the end of 2017, many companies used part of that windfall to repurchase company stock. Now, companies that are doing this, you, you would probably recognize some of these names. Apple committed $100 billion toward that. Cisco, $25 billion. Wells Fargo, Pepsi, Google's parent company, Alphabet, Visa, eBay, multiple billions of dollars. Now, what does that mean to us? It's in a falling market, this can help reduce the pressure because as the stock is sold, the company itself is standing by with their checkbook open. Now, what happens? They boost the market, they hold the market up in those downsides, and then when the market does recover, 
then you've got a stock that's worth a whole lot more money because you stuck it out and bought it in that uh, scenario where they're repurchasing a lot of stock. You want that higher boost. Right. Uh, you definitely do. I've heard about uh, stock buyback programs, but I, I didn't understand it. Uh, I've always just ignored that. Uh, strategies for investing continue to evolve, don't they? Do they evolve, Tony? I mean, one strategy that's becoming more popular is environmental, social, and governance investing, or ESG. Um, you, you'll hear this also described as socially responsible investing. It's easy to get behind the idea of helping the world, uh, that your hard-earned money is not going to commercial activities that you don't believe in. If investors want to help change the world through their investment dollars, they should consider demanding progress, not perfection. Voting with your dollar is an accepted practice for consumers, so why can't voting with your investment be the same, same way to invest? Investing is inherently a, a human enterprise that's loaded with emotion and meaning, and many investors want their investments to reflect their principles. That's increasingly easy to ensure, but a progress, not perfection mindset will set a more realistic bar for many companies while encouraging them to improve their practices. Right. So that's another concept I've heard about, but wasn't really sure about the details. You've talked a lot about stocks, but what about bonds? Is there anything going on with the bond market we should be aware of, Rob? Well, there is, Tony. You may have heard talk about an inverted yield curve. An inverted yield curve is an interest rate environment in which long-term debt instruments have a lower yield than short-term debt instruments of the same credit quality. And some analysts believe that that if we yield curve inverts, that's a predictor of economic recession. So right now, if we look at the spread between the 10-year and the two-year U.S. Treasury notes, the 10-year Treasury notes only paying about 0.2% more than the two-year. That's a pretty narrow spread. So it's something we want to keep an eye on. It does make fixed income investing more difficult. And we've had yield uh, curve inversions in the past without recession. So there are other factors and metrics that come into play that should be considered. That's a discussion that will take a lot more time than we've got today. Well, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we're out of time for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? I do, Tony. We hope this uh, Market Outlook and Insights conversation was educational and provided some answers that our questions uh, to questions that our listeners are just kind of wondering about. So we want to give you the opportunity to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with us. Give us a call at 937-552-9990, and we'll start the process on getting you your complimentary portfolio analysis review personalized to your situation. Go to our website at outlookfc.com. There's a lot of information and educational materials there and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. So we want our clients to have the outcome that we all look for, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com.
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.